Welcome to episode number 13 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and today I want to give you 10 helpful ways you can read the Bible and get more out of it. Let's dive in. As a Christian, our lives must be grounded upon the truth of God's Word. When I teach people how to study the Bible, I often say that there are two key components that must be involved in your interaction with Scripture. Number one, the reading of the Word, and number two, the study of it. Both reading and study are important in the Christian life. Reading allows us to have a global view and a a context of the entire Bible, and the studying of Scripture helps us dive deep into the truths thereof. Both are essential to a healthy spiritual life and should be a part of your daily discipline and your schedule as you seek after Jesus Christ. Now today, I want to give you 10 helpful ways that you can read the Bible and get more out of your time doing so. Let me start off by giving you a spoiler alert. I've been finishing up writing a book on how to study the Bible, what I typically call saturation Bible study, and I hope the book will come out sometime later this summer. But the topic of Bible study, and particularly saturation, is something I love to talk about and teach. In fact, I've written dozens of articles about both on DeeperChristian.com. As I've been working on developing key thoughts and ideas and expanding what I've taught in the past to effectively walk someone through the process and the delight of studying God's Word, I was doing some side study with several resources and came across a book by Howard Hendricks, where he briefly mentions what he calls the 10 strategies to first-rate reading of the Bible. Now, though he gives a chapter in his book to each of these 10 strategies, I want to give you a brief summary of each of them and give some of my own illustrations of his 10 strategies to aid you in your Bible reading. Now, for more information about Hendricks' book, as well as a list of all my articles on how to study the Bible, you can find out more in the show notes of this episode. Just go to deeperchristian.com forward slash 13 for episode 13, and the information is about halfway down the page. Now let's get into the 10 helpful ways to read the Bible to get more out of it. Number one, read the Bible thoughtfully. That's right. Don't just read it to read it. Don't just read it to check it off a list. Think about the text that you are, that you're reading. Study it. A great quote that Hendricks says is that the Bible does not yield its fruit to the lazy that there must be a diligence and a purposefulness, a a seeking after if we really want to gain information and depth and insight from the reading of God's word. So read it thoughtfully. Number two, read it repeatedly. In other words, read it over and over and over. As we've often said, repetition is a great teaching tool. Repetition is a great teaching tool. Repetition is a great teaching tool. See, repetition as we read or hear something over and over and over, allows it to finally click in our minds and soak into our hearts. So here are some thoughts of how you can read the Bible repeatedly. Read entire books in one sitting. I remember being in seminary and I had a seminary professor who said, I want you to take the book that we're studying, which at that time was the book of Mark. He said, I want you to read this three times this next week. And one of those times has to be in an entirely one sitting. So you have to read from chapter 1 through chapter 16 at one go. It was really fascinating to me that when you read the the book of the Bible that way or you just read a passage that way, 
because you just have the whole context in your mind, how certain concepts and ideas and, and how you start to see how things are linked together, they just start to come to your mind. So read an entire book in one sitting. Here are a few other ways that you can read the Bible through repeatedly. Start at the beginning of a book and read it through several times. It may take you a week or so, but just read it through several times. Use different translations. Sometimes when you see a passage in a different translation, it sparks thoughts or it gives you an understand, a greater understanding of the passage or it causes you to say, whoa, I don't remember hearing it that way before. Sometimes it gives you insight into the actual original language when you begin to see how the different translators translate it in different translations. Also, consider the idea of listening to scripture. I love turning on an audio Bible as I'm showering or as I'm mowing the lawn or as I'm just you know doing dishes. Sometimes just hearing the word and just letting it soak in your mind just gives great insight into the word. And yes, though, I encourage you to actually see the text and read it. Sometimes listening to it gives you a whole nother perspective and depth to the word. Similarly, you can read the Bible out loud yourself, which is engaging both your eyes and your ears. Number three, read patiently. In other words, read slowly. Unless you actually have a schedule to read through the Bible an entire year or something like that, then, hey, don't feel the pressure to rush through a passage of scripture without understanding it. It's okay to read slowly and actually let it soak in and ponder it for a while. Number four, read selectively. In other words, ask great questions. One thing I've noticed in my own personal Bible study is the better questions that I ask of the Bible, the better and greater depth I have within it. So ask questions like who and what and where, when, why, and wherefore, and so what. In other words, as I'm reading, don't just try to read it to check it off a list. Ask key questions. Who's involved in the text? What's going on? Is, there, is the location significant at any level? When is this taking place? Why is it taking place? And so what? How does this impact my life? Number five, read the Bible prayerfully. Don't just pray before you read the Bible. Pray while you're reading the Bible. For example, when I was reading Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, Paul says this, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Now, I can't tell you how many times I prayed that passage. Oh, Jesus, would you give me the, your spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who you are? Jesus, I need discernment and I need clarity. Or Jesus, I really want this passage of your word to open up before me. You, the author, could you give me wisdom and revelation and insight and the knowledge of who you are? See, why don't you take some of the passages that you're reading and turn them into prayers? Number six, read the Bible imaginatively. This may be my favorite. In other words, let the word come alive and use your imagination while you're reading. Again, using different translations can be very helpful for this. Taking the passage and writing it in your own paraphrase can sometimes help you think in a fresh way of what that word says. Read in a different language if you can. Listen to scripture. Vary the setting of where you're reading. For example, could you imagine reading Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But could you imagine reading that while you're in this field and there's a whole bunch of sheep and you can see a shepherd? See, it would just give you greater insight and wisdom and understanding of the passage. One of the things I love to do myself, and I understand you could probably take this way too far and it could get kind of sketchy, and I'm not saying read into the word, but why don't you put yourself in, in the story? 
For example, could you imagine being one of the disciples around the campfire one night as Jesus is kind of telling you great insight? Or, or what if you were the, the woman that had all this disease and you spent all your money paying for doctors and nothing's helped? And you see this man by the name of Jesus and you know he has this incredible power to heal. And you realize if you could just touch the hem of his garment, oh, you would be made well. See, what would it look like? What would you feel as you're pushing through the crowds? You've always been an outcast. People have pushed you to the side. See, nobody wants you to be involved. Uh, nobody wants to have relationship. See, no, nobody wants to touch you. And yet here's this huge crowd and you're kind of sneaking through and you're just trying to touch his garment. And the moment you touch it, you realize that not only you're healed, but this man named Jesus turns and says, who has touched me? And then you have a conversation with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. See, what if you could put yourself in that kind of a situation and see the story through that, through that person's eyes, walk in that person's shoes. I love studying the book of Ephesians. And as I'm studying the book of Ephesians, it's like I'm, I try to take myself walking through the streets of Ephesus. And it's like, how would someone who's living in Ephesus have heard the words of Paul? Another example is, could you imagine looking at the, the nativity scene of the birth of Jesus from the perspective of one of the animals in the barn. Uh, here's this stable. Here's this kind of side building or likely a cave. And uh, you're, you're just kind of having a calm day and and uh, you're eating your hay. And and suddenly there's this screaming going on. And, and there's this man and this woman burst into your little home. And uh, they're kind of pushing things out of the way. And this woman's screaming. And you start, you know, screaming because you're not sure what's going on. And, and here you are, a little sheep. <laughs> and, and this baby is born and, and you're not sure what's going on. And suddenly a whole bunch of shepherds show up and they're worshiping and praising. See, take the perspective of, of, of one of the characters in the story and see the story through a new perspective. Again, I don't want to, I don't want you to read into the word. I don't, I don't want you to create some random fictional account, but sometimes stepping into a perspective or someone's shoes can give you a great insight into what this, what, what's going on in that passage. So read the Bible imaginatively. Number seven, meditate upon the word. Over and over in the Psalms, it says that we are to meditate upon the word day and night. Realize that when you're reading the Bible, this shouldn't just be some 20 minute, minute activity, nor should it just be a chapter day keeps the devil away kind of stuff. See, I want to take my reading that I spend in the word and I want to meditate it and ponder it and reflect upon it day and night. Again, the word meditation is, is kind of been hijacked by the new age in, in modern days. But the original idea of meditation, biblically speaking, is the idea of a cow chewing cud. See, what would it mean if I just took the word and chewed, chewed, chewed and pondered it and swallowed it and ingested the word. And then throughout the day, I just brought it back up and chewed, chewed, chewed some more and pondered throughout the day. That's what it means to meditate upon the word. And the psalmist again says that we're to meditate upon the word day and night. In other words, let it be your life. Number eight, read the Bible purposefully. As you're reading, look for the aim or the purpose of what the author is saying. Nothing in the word is by accident. Nothing was just happen chance. The Holy Spirit carried along men to write the word. And therefore, everything contained in the word is there on purpose. So look for that. Why is this included? Why did this person include this passage and not this? Well, why, why does it just give a brief summary of this, but it gives a lot of information about this particular thing? For example, there's a story in the, the book of Joshua and Judges 
where Caleb, this, this older man, he's 85 years old, and he climbs the mountain of giants, the mountain of Hebron. And both in Joshua and Judges, it gives a simple little line, just one little sentence that says he took the mountain. Well, I want to know all the details. But see, the Bible doesn't give me the details. So why is it that the Bible just takes one line talking about the fact that Caleb went onto the mountain of giants and literally dispensed the three sons of Anak, these giants, and yet there's other passages that gives page after page after page of details and information. See, that's important. Everything's there on purpose. So look for the aim and the purpose of what, of what you're reading. Number nine, read acquisitively. In other words, don't read just to receive it, but read the Bible to retain and possess it. I know so many people who just read it because that's the duty, the obligation. That's the thing I'm supposed to do. But the reality is I should read the Bible to actually own the Bible. I should retain it, possess it. In fact, I don't just get into the word just so I can do it. I want to get into the word so I can see Jesus. I want to know Jesus better. And as I get into his word, whether it be the Old Testament or the New Testament, I want that word to shape my life. I want that word to really transform my mind. I, I want the word to really become a part of who I am. So I'm literally just dripping with the word of God. Again, it's that idea of saturation. I want to be saturated in his word, not just through my personal study time, but also as I read through the word. And number 10, read the Bible telescopically. View the parts in light of the whole. As I'm reading a passage, remember that that passage sits within a context, which is the other passages around it. And those passages sit within a book, and that book sits within within the old, Old or New Testament, and that sits within the entire canon of Scripture. That as I'm looking at one particular word or sentence or phrase or paragraph or or chapter, I must realize that it is a part of an entire thing, a whole. When I when I read a gospel, I need to realize that the gospels aren't just their own little secluded thing. We're, we're building upon thousands of years of a biblical history. And I want to see the gospels in light of what God has been doing and, and how he's been weaving this thread of redemption since the time of Adam. So again, as I read the Bible or as you read the Bible, I encourage you that, that we engage it not just from, oh, look at this little section, but see this section in light of the whole. Now, I know that may seem like a lot, but as you begin to read and get into the word, I encourage you to take these 10 helpful strategies and begin to deepen your understanding and your involvement in the Word of God. And why not start today? If you already have a Bible reading plan, well then start there and incorporate some of these strategies into how you read. If you don't have a reading plan, why not start with a book like John or Colossians or start at the very beginning with with Genesis or start with the Gospels in Matthew and begin to read the Word using some of the helpful ways I previously mentioned. Now, if you don't have a Bible reading plan, I encourage you to listen to the next episode as we will discuss several Bible reading plans that you can implement in your life right away, all of which will help you find discipline and delight in reading the Word of God. And as a reminder, you need to be reading and studying God's Word. Don't merely show up on a Sunday expecting to be fed from the Bible when you haven't done any eating of it throughout the week. As I've said before, in many ways, our involvement with the Bible becomes a spiritual barometer for our lives. My interaction with God's word plays a large part in whether I am spiritually healthy or not. As D.L. Moody once said, the Bible will either keep us from sin 
or sin will keep us from the Bible. And my prayer is that both you and I will have an increasing love and hunger and delight in God's word as we read and study it. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a list of the 10 helpful ways to read the Bible, information about Howard Hendricks' book, as well as a list of articles on how to start studying and reading God's Word, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 13 for episode number 13. Now, until next time, know I'm cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.